Hi everyone, welcome back to Care to Explain. This is Jess on the mic. I'm gonna let my co-hosts introduce themselves and we're all gonna give you a fun fact about ourselves. So my fun fact is that I currently have five crochet slash knitting projects that I'm in the middle of and I'll probably never finish any of them. Hi, this is Boko. Uh, well, for those who don't know, I have really bad motion sickness. I've tried everything, patches, sprays, pills. Uh, nothing has worked yet. So yeah, I'm one of those people. You can't take on the boat. I can't read while I'm driving. I have to like sit on the by the window whenever I fly. So yeah, if anyone has any, um, what's the word? Someone help me. Is so what I'm looking for? Tips. Tips. Thank you. Tips to help with um, motion sickness. I'd appreciate it. It's Jenea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your guys' fun facts are like extremely not fun. I'm just saying. <laughs> fun facts are not actually meant to be fun. Fun fact for you. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Who's I'm just saying, that that? fun facts are not like fun. They're just things that people didn't know. That's fun facts. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I've officially learned something. Um, hello, everyone. This is Jenea. My fun fact is that it is currently 1.24 a.m. in the morning, and I am in Croatia. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> That was fun too, Jay. That was a that was a fun one a.m. yay. It was a definitely a, it was a mixed yay for sure. Like I'm really happy to be here. The one twenty four a.m. part would typically probably be fine, but we did a lot this weekend. So um, yeah, I spent the day actually at this farm <clears throat> looking at. Not that I've ever seen the show, but looking at the uh, famous Fortress Cleese, it's like the city of Marine in the, um, what is that called? Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones shows or whatever. So like I'm in that area and it was, it was just really very beautiful. I wish I could like show a picture of our view today, but I'll tell you guys more about what we did later. But yeah, I'm just kind of tired. You know, poor me. I got, you know, the sun shining on me all day. <laughs> I'm just exhausted. <laughs> Living a life of luxury must be exhausting. Right. Started the day off with like a coffee and history tour. And then we went to the farm and like ate like homemade prosciutto and goat cheese. Ooh. Yeah, it was wonderful, but I'm exhausted, guys. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Sarah. Fun fact about me, I went to visit the Dominican Republic, but I ended up staying there for five weeks. So I kind of feel like I lived there for a little bit and I can carry a Spanish conversation. So, you know, okay, this is random, but I just want to say this. So, you know, where I live, there's a lot of Spanish speaking people, but they're mainly from like Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, stuff like that. When I, when I went to New York for the first time and I heard like a Dominican person speaking Spanish, I was like, listen, like, I know you're speaking Spanish, but I'm not getting a word. Like it sound, I was like, 
I always knew the accent was different, but I was like shocked at how different it was. I mean, it sounds cool, but I was just like, wow. Because around here, if people are speaking Spanish around me, I'm picking up, you know, like the gist. But when that man started speaking to me, I was like, I'm good. It's all going over my head. I think he said something nice. That's about all I can do. Like, it sounds like they're this. singing. It was like, da, 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 da. like, I was like, whoa. It was, sounded cool, but I was like, it will take some getting used to. All right. Well, before we go any further, we do have an extra special guest with us today. And we'll let her introduce herself now. Hi, I'm Arlene. What is a fun fact about me? I will just say that I, I woke up not too long ago. It's like 7.30 now in Taiwan. We had a long day as well yesterday um, doing artsy things. Short version of it all is that we, we met an art professor of, a, of my friends and he just con tried to convince me to pose in his class for some money. And it was interesting. Never thought that would happen, but okay. Y'all can fill in the blanks if you want to. It is art, so you should know. <laughs> so today on the podcast, we're talking about home. Where is home? We're kind of continuing a conversation that we started um, a few episodes ago. Um, so actually... Um, I met Arlene last year. She was staying with Sarah here in LA and um, kind of like the first thing was like, met her through a friend. She's like, oh, this is my cousin. She lives in Taiwan. And I was like, what? Um, but we, before we go any further, I also want to say <laughs> full disclosure here. Uh, we recorded this episode, I don't know, like a month ago, guys. And um Unfortunately, the audio was lost. Um, so <laughs> we were very upset about it, but we learned a very valuable lesson about <clears throat> podcasting. Um, so we have already had this conversation once before, but unfortunately, you're never going to get to listen to that. So this is the re-recording. So um, hopefully it'll be even more, you know, enlightening. That That's the goal anyway. I think we're just going to have a little extra sauce for this one. So, you know, a month more of life experiences, yeah. perspectives similar, but yet slightly evolved. For sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're kind of talking about like moving away from home. And that's something that is, is, it's always been so interesting to me to meet people who, you know, are committed to staying in their hometown, people who have always wanted to move away. There's just so many kind of like different perspectives on the whole hometown, staying in your hometown versus moving away. Personally, I've always kind of like growing up, I always had the idea that I wanted to move away. And it kind of fascinated me to meet people who didn't want to move away. So they surveyed over 2000 Americans, at least 25 years of age and asked them, if they've moved in relation to their hometown. Now, <clears throat> obviously this article is from an American perspective. Um, I'd like to do some research as well about you know people in other countries, but obviously I'm American. And so that, that was kind of like, when you Google stuff like that, the results come up pretty much North America. So um, 
I just, I, I thought it was interesting to get this perspective of 2000 people and why some of them moved, why some of them stayed. I was surprised to find out that primary reason why people stay close to home is family, which sounds bad, but I just, I guess it's just, I don't know. I, I didn't realize that people would be so tied to their family that they wouldn't, um, you know, explore the rest or like explore moving away. That's just never been my perspective. So I was just kind of fascinated by that. Jess, can I say, like, for me too, I thought the same thing, especially because I feel like a lot of other countries and cultures have closer knit families than the U.S. Mm -hmm. And in other countries in a lot of, well, maybe not a lot of like cultures per se, but in a lot of countries, it's pretty normal for um, people to travel and go mm -hmm. experience other places. So to me, it's interesting that that would be a reason to stay near home. I, I don't know if you're catching my drift, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah that, that was something that caught my attention too. Yeah, and I agree with that. Like culturally, I guess as Americans, I don't think I wouldn't I wouldn't say that family values are like, you know, high up there. So I do agree with you from that perspective. And the statistic in this um article of the two thousand people that they <clears throat> interviewed, nearly seventy-two percent of them live in or close to the city where they grew up. I just I was shocked by that statistic. I mean, obviously this was a small group, um, but I thought it would be way less, honestly. I don't know if it's just my, I guess the circles that I uh, move in, but I feel like I know a lot of people who don't live in their hometown. So I guess I was just surprised that that statistic was so high. It's funny that you guys say that. Um... Uh, what both you like, what you and just, I mean, Janaea said, because in my head, I, I feel like people here, I hear people like talk about their families all the time. And like, especially when people get married and have children, they always want to be closer to their families. Mm. Like the moment they have children, they want to be by their grandparents. They want to be, they want their kids to be by their cousins, you know? So I think that's where, for me, it makes sense that people want to be by their families uh the old you know i think because i feel like when you're 18 yeah you want to move out and you want to go to college but i feel like after people do all that the next stage of their life usually mm -hmm. is getting married and after that it's like oh let me move back home you know i want to raise my children where i was raised and you know in the suburbs or whatever yeah and i think you know, <clears throat> that was something else that the article mentioned that the most common age for people to move out is between 18 and 30. And um, it's directly related to when people generally start having children. Like, I understand the, if you want to move back for kids and things like that, I would think mostly about moving back because I need to take care of parents. But mm -hmm. if I get married and have a family, I don't, I don't really know if I would particularly move back to the place I was raised. I think, I guess that would depend on the person and how their lives run. But first, I don't want children, so that wouldn't really matter. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I think moving away, there's different 
I don't know. I, ATL is a cool place to raise kids, but at the same time, so there's other places too. So I mean, I don't, I don't see why I would go back, particularly for that. But I, I can see people doing that. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, touch on what it said about that women, I guess, are more most likely to stay closer to home than men. I mean, mm -hmm. the survey does say like a small margin, but like seventy five percent of women live close to the city that grew up compared to 68% of men. Mm -hmm. And I guess my question was going to be for you guys. Like, why do you, why do you think that could be the reason? Mm. <laughs> what was yeah. that? I didn't get it. It's a, it's a dangerous world out here, yo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that also talked about in the article is how, mm, how much of, movement also has to do with work. So maybe, um, not to get too political here, but you know, the opportunities that women have might not be as lend themselves to moving for work as much as men. My mom always has this funny statement where she's like, if a woman has a child, you know, 100% that that's that woman's child. But I mean, you know, 100%. It's you know, it's the father's child, but there's always, you know, there could be a doubt right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Please, I was yes. gonna say, Sarah, where are we going with this? Or is it the, the translation in French to English that we're getting lost in? Or okay. what's going on? Let me get there, let me get there. So, but let, let's, the go. let's go there. Can you say it in French? How does she say it in French? Okay. No, it's not an expression necessarily, but it's just something she always says, you know. So she's basically trying to say, like, you're my daughter for sure. But, you know, with men, you just, because the woman carries the child, you know. So, like, we know it's her child. Anyways, <laughs> it's kind of like women don't move as much because a woman who has multiple kids I feel like because she spent all this time, you know, this nine months carrying her child, she's not gonna just get up and go to a different country or different place to look for work and leave her kids behind. So I think it's way easier for the men to just get up and go and go find work somewhere and then just say like, send money back home as opposed to the woman. The kids usually stay with the woman. And that's one of the reasons why you know, there are multiple reasons, but that's one of the reasons, like, because she spent all that time carrying her child. Like, it's hers, 100%, you know. Although, I I think also to your point, or, or that kind of, something you said reminds me of what I was saying just about career is that um, women, if you are having children, you also take so much time off of work for that process, maternity um, leave. Um, so... <clears throat> I do feel like mothers tend to, again, take longer to advance in their career sometimes because of taking time off for, like, having babies, you know, like, just that process, it takes time. Yeah, I wanted to, like, touch on what Arlene said earlier. It's just, like, a dangerous word out here. I think, for me, if I'm thinking as a woman, that would be, like, my first thing 
just having to think of like moving somewhere, whether it's a big city or a different country, as like a woman, you're always thinking of your, um, of like to be safe or your safety is what I mean. Mm -hmm. You're always thinking of your safety. Um, and so it might be harder to like think of moving somewhere far where you don't know anyone, you don't have any friends um, by yourself. Like you may want to move with someone, but I think maybe for men, you know, it's like a little easier. I, maybe they think less of that aspect as women yeah. do. So it's easier for them to like move by themselves, like anywhere, because, you know, we, we, we're definitely more aware of our surroundings and everything happening at all times. But it would be nice to hear from our listeners, our, especially our male listeners, kind of weigh in on that and let us know uh, why you think there's that gap, that uh, percentage gap between men and women. I do think also maybe the fact that the reason that I know so many people who move away from their hometown is because I do live in LA, which I think is a city that a lot of people move to. So obviously I come across people who have moved to LA, you know, versus if I lived in, not to pick any specific place, but maybe more like middle America, you know, small town America. I'm sure there's not as many people saying, oh, I picked up and moved to this town in, you know, Wisconsin or something uh, versus people moving to LA, you know? Yeah, I just, I think that it would depend on the place for sure. Because if, if you think about Atlanta, there's still a lot of people that I've met who have never even left the state and I think that's wild because I mean haven't you gone to Florida for the beach or something like how <laughs> how do you stay in one state it I don't understand the concept because I also moved from another state to mm. Georgia so it was kind of weird to me that there were some of my peers who just never left the state let alone the country so hey don't come for me <laughs> you in my mind have always left the country you were never in the country <laughs> in my heart in my heart and my soul in i love heart. the country <laughs> right so i just i just think it, i think that that 72 percent it was a 72 percent is mm -hmm. accurate because people just don't they don't leave america's huge and they don't really have a need to leave but in other countries too like what's I've met a lot of people in Taiwan who have never left their country. And I still think that's kind of strange considering Japan is three hours away by plane. It's oh. faster to get to Japan than to get to the end of the island. Interesting. And I wonder how that applies to like Europeans. Like I'd be really curious to see um, the same. Well, maybe we're talking more about travel at this point than like moving abroad. But like, I feel like, my my perception of Europe is that like oh yeah you just hop on the train and go to Italy real quick or whatever like I I would assume that Europeans or at least um, Western Europeans like have a lot more you know have have left the country at a higher rate than Americans for sure oh you know what I I feel like we have to say this because last last time we recorded we discovered I don't know why I never put it in my put it together in my head that Arlene is from Atlanta and Boca lived in Atlanta or anyway that you both lived in Atlanta for a period of time and I think at Boca you know Arlene's aunt was that what it was mm -hmm. I yeah. do we we Small were, world. yeah we were 
I guess we're friends. Yes. <laughs> I asked her. So <laughs> what did she say? She made it. I was like, is this a, is this, I don't know. I couldn't tell by Boko's reaction if you're friends or not. So I'm just going to ask. Like, yeah, she was like, yeah, she's cool. I like Boko. Okay, so I like, okay, okay, cool. All right. I like her too. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and she visited us when, um, when I lived in Seattle uh, with my brothers. She came over. Um, she was in Seattle. We had her over. I had dinner with her and everything. So, yeah. That's nice. Aw. Can I can I just say something about what you said about Europe? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I think too, just in talking to people who, like, even being here in Croatia and talking to the Croatians here, um, a lot of them have lived in a lot of different places. Like, being here and being from somewhere connected to Europe is not like a big deal. Plus, everything in Europe is kind of like grouped together by like chunks of countries like you've got mm -hmm. like countries that share like a common like language like you've got the latin based languages you've got you know the slavic languages here so you've got mm -hmm. the whole balkan or balkans right so the balkans have like similar history so they're all so interconnected that like if you're from bosnia and you're living in croatia it's like not really that much of a I mean it's a difference but it's not much of a difference and I and I just would think like even living in the states if you go and live in Canada or vice versa I mean there's tons of Canadians that live in the U.S. like getting home for an emergency or you're close enough to home that you probably don't really feel like you know you've really like left you know you're not like on the opposite side of the world or anything um mm. so I do think it's a slightly different experience I also think Europeans are um encouraged a lot just culturally to travel um which is different than what you're saying yes but anytime you travel the potential to find a new home is there mm. and i think that that's kind of one of those things that happen whereas i think being in the us we get a lot of people from all over the world that come right they're chasing that american dream or whatever that thing that's sold to people and and i know that there's there's a benefit to that for some families um but in in my business that i used to own a lot of my clients i would ask them like do you ever plan to live at home or go back home and almost always they're like absolutely you know like their goal is when they retire or when they whatever like if they still have family back home they think someday they'll go home i've had a few that are like oh no like my whole family's here like everyone's here i'd have no reason to go um but you know sometimes it's healthcare too I think that helps like decide where people are going to live, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's like less or more common. I just think it's a, it's a different mentality. And being in the U.S., we really are shielded from a lot. <laughs> um, and we're also kind of we grow up with this idea that everybody wants to be in the U.S. So it's like, you know. I don't know. You feel like, oh, okay, this is just, this is the place to be. Yeah. I think that the um, attitude towards moving abroad is probably different. Like culturally, I feel like I know people who, you know, have decided to move away and their parents or their family kind of are like devastated or like they, it's like, oh my gosh, why is she leaving? She wants to leave, but it's this whole thing. Whereas I feel like maybe in other cultures 
or you know the the idea is not that she's leaving us she's you know it's it's like oh she just lives in this other country two hours away or something you know i feel like maybe because europe is so small and it's so much more accessible versus like the us even i mean to me like even you say canada well i guess maybe you're because from seattle canada is not as far but like I mean, California is huge, so you could move, you know, hours away and still be in California. But I just feel like the reaction here can be a little more dramatic of like, oh, my goodness, this person is leaving. And it's like they're just moving to like another state or another part of the state. Um, obviously, I'm not European, but my my understanding of the experience or the the under experience i guess is that they're not as emotional about their their children moving away yeah I, that i can't speak to <laughs> that i don't know but but i do know that you know it is hard when people leave you know even mm -hmm. though you know it's not like you're gonna stop being friends there's it's i mean and then if you're family right you're not gonna stop being family just because that person has moved away but there's a sadness in it, you know, there just is. Um, yeah, it's, there's, it, it's weird. The, the grief, I think that's associated with uh, having your friends like leave you because, <laughs> you know, that's what it feels like. Like they're like moving on. Um, mm -hmm. And especially if like you want to do whatever it is they're doing, or like if you don't want to be there or, and maybe that's the thing, maybe you, never see yourself not being there and now your friend is leaving or your family members leaving and you're just like oh well then like i'm never gonna see them again it's a very irrational thought especially in the day and age of you know digital <laughs> you know communication but um but still it's it is it's it just feels that way you get used to the people you're used to and you expect them to always be there and around and yeah having anyone move away I mean, people can move away out of like your city and it can be sad. So, yeah. I think that's the, uh, you know, the interesting thing about it that you brought up with like with all the ways that we can stay in touch. I guess I get a little shocked at the the intensity that some at which or with which some people react when someone moves away. It's like you can FaceTime and text and all that stuff. I guess it depends, too, on how how close you were to that person how much they were in your life like if they were your you know friday night homie and then they're moving away like yeah that's gonna change you know your your life um but I, also that reminded me like you know spe speaking specifically of family like it's so funny to me when family moves away and then it's like oh, okay come visit and it's like i don't know about you guys but it's like there are some places that i don't really want to go and it's like, I'm like, why don't you just come back here? Like, I don't want to go visit you and like, you know, this random place. It's like, I don't, I don't travel that often. So it's like, okay, if I have the choice to go to like New York or Miami or like, I'm just picking a random, no, I'm not going to even say a state because I don't want to offend anyone. But, you know, there are some places that it's like, there's no, you know, there's no city, there's no tourist attractions. It's like, why would I? go to like this random city in like middle America. Like I, I, my sisters, you know, moved away 
to Oklahoma. And Oklahoma is not a state that I would visit if my family didn't live there, you know? And it's like, I remember I asked my sister, I'm like, do you want to meet in like tech, like, like Austin or something? Like, can we just meet somewhere fun? Like, I don't want to go to Oklahoma. I mean, it's nice. It's nicer than I thought it was going to be. Um, that was kind of my, you know, narrow, but it's like, listen, I came, I saw your place. Now let next time let's go to like, you know, somewhere else. Let's meet up somewhere fun. I'm not going to travel to Oklahoma once a year. Yeah, my first question was like, why? <laughs> you said why Oklahoma. Did they move there? <laughs> why Oklahoma? Like, I moved to Florida, and I had my friends like literally be concerned, like, why Florida? But I got a job there. Like, I'm working there, and that's what it is. And they're just like, but you could come back to ATL. I'm like, find me a job, and then we can chat. <laughs> like, I don't understand why this is a whole thing, but Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, would, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it, it wouldn't be a state that would like, I wouldn't be looking to move there ever. Like that wouldn't be like, where am I going to go? Hmm. Oklahoma. Like, yeah. So I don't, but I mean, I guess they like it. When you moved to Florida, did you know people there already in the town that you were in? I did have, oh, in the town that I was in, I didn't like know nearby. that many people. I knew a couple of people, but not many. Um, I, so I had to pretty much make a make friends all over again. I did have family in Florida, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and they were about two hours away. Okay. So there was, they were, and then I think my grandma was about four or five hours away. Because, you know, okay. Florida's long, so. Um, but yeah, I was practically almost by myself. It was quite an experience. It didn't last long for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about when you moved to Taiwan? Wait, okay. This is the funniest thing, right? Because we already recorded this and I... Good thing I have a terrible memory. So I'll ask all the same questions because I already forgot what you said. So when you, when you moved to Taiwan, had you ever been there before? Like to visit? Nope. And actually, it's okay, because my friends ask me this question all the time, and they're still in disbelief. <laughs> like, no, the the first time I showed up here is the first time I've ever come to Taiwan, and I just decided to stay, and that was it. And when you went there, you were not planning to move there. You just went for a trip, and then you were just like, I'm going to move here. I, I don't know. <laughs> what <laughs> Is there someone I, else I can ask that might know? I literally, okay, so what happened was, was that I decided to move to Taiwan with my cousin, right? And me, I was just like, I'm going and this is going to be a great thing. But it just so happened that I also quit my job, sold my things, put, a, put the rest of my stuff in my parents' house packed two suitcases in a backpack. It was like, all right, bye America. I'm not really sure when I'm coming back. And I said six months and my parents were like, okay, sure. Then I got to Taiwan, I was like, I'm not coming back. And they're like, as we first saw, <laughs> it's okay. So I think subconsciously I plan to just move. But in my mind, I was just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm just going 
to go for like six months. So it's only logical that I quit my job, sell my things and like, you know, make this huge life choice out of nowhere, you know, just and just leave. So really everybody knew what was coming, but it's kind of still hard to believe even in my mind that I just upped and left and never went back. And do you think you framed it that way in your mind? Like, well, why do you think you framed it that way? Like, do you, do you think it was just kind of overwhelming to say like, oh, I'm going to move to Taiwan. So you just kind of framed it as like an extended trip or like, what do you think was like, why do you think you did that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. You have to ask past Darlene, but Darlene <laughs> <laughs> was wild trying to do all these things. I just felt at the time, I know I felt that I needed a change and mm -hmm. I just made the decision to do it. And I planned and I did all these things, saved money. It was just like, okay, so I'm going to go for a while. Maybe in my mind, I thought I was going to go for a while. And my feelings about being like doing like my life would be like, okay, I live this life and it's cool. And I get to go back home and I'll just restart, get a new job, whatever, you know, thought I would just start off fresh and have a different mindset but i never came to that mindset and i was like i'm never going back that's that's it so and do you still feel like you're never going back um i don't feel that i'm never going back but i think it would be harder for me to go back because i did set up a life here mm -hmm. um i did talk to my parents like before because i just moved cities and i feel like you know, everybody's asking me how long I'm going to be in the city. And I'm just like, honestly, as long as I can stay, because I feel like moving right now would be really irritating to me. I've already built a life here. I already know how it works here. Um, I have friends here. I just, I, although I do have friends in the States too, but going back home is going to be a whole extra thing because then now I have to restart a life and I have to start from zero again. So I'm just like, let's just not make any more sudden moves unless I really have to. Can I ask two questions? Um, not that I'm really giving you a choice. I don't even know why I asked that. Um, so first, I am curious, how long have you, did you say how long you've been in Taiwan? I've been here for four years. And second, where is home? Like, what do you consider to be your hometown? Like, where's... When you say go back home, I'm assuming it's where your family is, but. Yeah, I I would say Atlanta's like where my parents live. That's that's where home is. But I guess it would be more so that I, I know more about Atlanta than I would New York, because that's where I was born, halfway raised kind of. But Atlanta is where I know that's where I have my friends. I've been in like multiple places like I know mostly Atlanta. So. I would say like if I if I were to move back home, that would be ATL. Even if your parents like moved to a different place, you feel like that would still be kind of it. I don't you know, I don't know actually, because they're they don't look like they're going nowhere, so <laughs> they just <laughs> live in their house like, all right, we ain't going we're fine here. So I mean if if my family were to move, because even they're not originally from Atlanta, right? Because they're no. they immigrated, I think. Yeah, from a different country to Atlanta. So, do they consider Atlanta home now? I'm just kind of curious because, like, I know for my mom for sure, 
when she retires, she's going back to Ivory Coast. And then she mm. says she's going to live that wonderful life of coming to visit me every few months and me and, you know, my other siblings <laughs> every few months. Every few months. You okay. know. <laughs> well, that's what she says. I think it's going to be expensive. So she's probably not going to. But she just means like she just come visit us and stay with us for like, she only come here to see us. And then her home will be there. That's what she says she's going to do. So that's home for her, not here. So that I was kind of curious, you know if that was the case for your parents or something. Nah, my parents are not going back to Haiti. They ain't doing that stuff. They're too American at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they they're, they live this American life for sure. Even sometimes I question, I'm like, aren't you immigrants? <laughs> <laughs> why are you so bougie now? <laughs> like, they chose to be bougie. Be, right, they really did. Yeah. Like, you have some really bougie boy. immigrants out there. Really I know do. one personally on this podcast, a bougie <laughs> immigrant. Thank <laughs> you. Her, her name starts with a B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Are you trying to fight, Sarah? <laughs> Steve, when I come for you, you say I come for you. Now you're just attacking me. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> That's why I said something, so she can say something. She's been quiet. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm I'm listening. Okay, so I kind of want to keep going on that tr like uh, train that Janae started with the like, where is your hometown? Because I know, okay, obviously Janae and I still live in the city that, or no, I'm the only one. Okay, but Janae grew up in one city. Um, well, I also grew up. Not really in one city, but. One state, yes. One area, okay. one like county. One county, okay. All right, I lived in many different cities, though, but yeah. <laughs> but in the Seattle area, I have always lived within like 15 minutes of the hospital that I was born at. So like, I'm in like, yeah, it's it's bad for me, guys. You don't even understand. I'm, I'm like, kind of jealous. I'm not gonna lie. But... No, girl. I think I said this already. Well, when did I say this though? I don't know if it was on the episode that is gone forever, but just that I feel like I've gotten everything that I need to get from living here. And I don't think, not in a negative way, but I think I'm good. Like, I think I'm, you know, it's time to move on. But for those of us, Arlene kind of already answered this question, but for Sarah and Boko, like, because you've lived in different places, like what do you consider your hometown? Well, first, Jenea, not, I mean, what is your hometown? What did you say home is for you, Jenea? I don't think I picked up on it. Well, I, I didn't say in this. Um, my answer last time, I mean, obviously, I mean, I said I'm looking for home, right? So even though I grew up in Seattle, like there's a part of me, I mean, I can't deny, obviously that's home. Like every person that I've like, I can't say met. I've traveled a lot, but really, I know a ton of people in Seattle. Like, I mean, my experiences were there. Like, when I think of being in my 20s, I think of being in downtown Seattle and living like in downtown Seattle, like for like most of my 20s, you know, my teenage years, downtown Seattle, my childhood um, was in another city. But either way, point is, is there's a part of me that cannot deny that. I mean, that's home. It's home. 
Um, and even if every single one of my family members, because I think in our last, when we did re first record this, I think all of you said like families or home is where your family is. And it, I thought about that. And I'm like, if every single one of my family members moved away from Seattle, there's a part, I, Seattle would always be home for now. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a point once I find my home that I'm not going to feel like, oh, that's home. But I, I don't know, maybe it'll always be home. Um, because I think like if my sisters moved to some random place or my dad moved to I don't know. They talk all the time about going to like Portugal or, you know, somewhere, you know, my stepmom's now looking into Croatia, but like point is, is if they moved somewhere, I wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to go home and visit my dad. It would be like, I'm going to go visit my dad. Like it wouldn't be like, I'm going to go visit home. Do you know what I mean? So it would be the same thing. Like if my sisters all moved away, um, I would never be like, oh, I'm going home to visit family. I, it, I don't know. To me, those things would be separate. So home is, it has to be Seattle because it's all I know to this point. Um, and maybe in a year I'll feel differently, but I, I do feel like it takes time to kind of like settle in somewhere and know that a place is home. And I'm looking forward to experiencing that because, you know, I haven't, there's a part of me that has not, I mean, since I was little, I always said I'm leaving Seattle. Like I knew, I, Oh, when I turned 18, I'm moving away. I mean, it took me 41 years to move away, but you know, you know, and there's still a chance I may have to return, but, you know, in my mind, I, I won't ever live there again. Circumstances may control the outcome of that, but I'm not, I'm not seeking out returning ever. I don't ever plan to live in the state of Washington again in my life. Like if in fact I move back to the States, it'll most likely be California. I, you know, somewhere I feel more comfortable, relaxed, not freezing cold. Like these are the things that matter to me. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, anyway, I, I don't think that specifically answered what you asked, but, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I think I define home differently than a lot of you guys. No, you answered it exactly how you should have. Um, my, my answer is very simple. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where my hometown is. I don't, I don't know. So mm -hmm. I'll, Leave it up to Sarah to answer. Well, your brother said the home is where your heart is, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a specific place, like, where I'm like, oh, I, and it's funny because what you said, Janae, like, if your family moved somewhere else, you wouldn't say you're going home. But I felt like I would, like, if my parents live somewhere, I would say I'm going home because to me, I'm going to them, you know, or like, if my brothers live somewhere, I actually, yeah, when my when I, yeah, when I go visit my brother or my parents, I say I'm going home, as in like their home, you know, like the house with them. <laughs> it's never about the the actual state or the city. So I think for me, yeah, I, I don't know where like my hometown is. That's another story. Would you also say time. that about Obed, who is in Australia? So Obed is I'm my home. home. Obed is my home. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Know. I forgot. <laughs> Didn't they open yes, the borders? 
if home is where her heart is, her heart yeah. is in Australia. She's That's got, right. Yeah, she's got two parts of her heart there. Yes. And <laughs> a yes. little tiny person and then a larger person. So mm -hmm. they're, they're her people. Those are her hearts. Yeah. And I am Sorry, going Yanni. to visit. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Yanni doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love them too. But no. And uh, yeah, borders open in Australia and I'm going. I'm, I'm, I, I want to see. My little baby before he walks. That's my mm -hmm. plan. But he's already like standing up. He's probably gonna be walking soon. And I'll probably miss it, but it's okay. How how many well. months is he? He will be one on on April eighth. So he's almost oh. a year. Oh wow. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you to to go uh, explore your fourth home. <laughs> there you go. Fourth home. No, for her to explore her heart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Australia's that heart, man. <laughs> Australia looks beautiful. Hopefully, you get to go uh, once it's not so hot. Uh, I think they're they're coming around to the end of their summer, right? Yeah, they're. I guess so. Yeah, they're in fall yeah, now. They have opposite seasons, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're in fall. Remember to come visit me. Is it How close? close? It's still, although the borders are still closed, which is so sad. But we're close. Um, 12 hours? Ah. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> to get from what? America to Australia so far. I oh, thought you were going to stay like three hours, like Vietnam or something. I'm like, ooh. Wait, now I need to look on a map. How long? I say 12 hours is closed. It also depends on um, which part of Australia you're going to? Perth, West Perth. Australia. Oh, that's even further. I think it's about 14. Because <laughs> I have friends that live in Perth. I will see you in Atlanta, Arlene, really? whatever right, that right. is. That's fair. <laughs> it doesn't look that far. Well, I mean, I'm looking on the map. It doesn't look that far. Actually, honestly, I might be going to Australia too, to be honest, because I've been wanting mm. to go since I was a kid. Like, the thought of Australia was just so far away, and now it's only yeah. 12 hours away. So. so wait, how long was the flight? Okay, when you came to LA, you flew back to Taiwan from LA, right? Yeah. How long was the flight? Was it straight? No, I had to stop in Korea. Um, I'm gonna say how long was the flight? It was shorter for sure. It was maybe 14 hours. Mm. Oh my God. Why are you calling these flights short? <laughs> it's not like you're taking a two hour. It's like, okay, LA to Seattle. That's a short flight. It's two hours. You know? I mean, it's just. I feel like that's I, the. LA, we took a flight from LA to Fiji, and I think that was 11 hours. And I mean, that's LA to Fiji. I feel like it's far. But I think if you were to go to like a lot of countries in like Africa, you wouldn't even do a direct flight because a lot of them don't offer that. But I feel like if you were to do a direct flight, it would be just a few hours more, if anything. Maybe like, I don't know, 14, about 14, but which is a few hours more than 11. So <laughs> those are the long, those are the long flights. It if it feels short to you, then I love that for you because that sounds <laughs> horrible to me. But I don't want to change your mind because you have to make those trips. So if it feels short, good. Let me I have mean, those 18 hour flights. 
18 is rough because from ATL to to Taiwan is about 18 because you you have to stop somewhere. You don't have a direct flight, so it's it's far. Like that to me from LA to Taiwan was nice. I was like, oh, this, the trip ended so quickly. Like that's so nice. So I think from Australia to Taiwan is not bad. Just let me know yes. when you're when you're heading to Australia, and then if the borders are open, then maybe maybe I'll show up to you. I'll just meet you Australia. <laughs> you should come. I'm sure I'm, I'm volunteering Obed and Corinne's place. Yes, there's space. Come. Hopefully, you don't mind baby crying and dogs barking all the time. It's a full house, but it's okay. Australia is awesome. I I highly recommend anyone and everyone to make it to mm-hmm. Australia. I spent five days in Australia and Sydney, and I was just like, yeah, I get it. I can see why people want to live here. Um, and it's funny because some people were like, well, Australians don't even want to live in Australia. And I'm like, really, I don't meet a ton of Australians living in other places. <laughs> A lot yeah. of them like the they like their home, so I don't know what they're talking about. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but no, Australia is awesome. I, I, after leaving there, I said, you know, I'm not exactly particularly attracted to Australian men, but uh, just the fact that he's from Australia is like <laughs> ups his chances big time. I'd be like, oh, okay, I got a chance to live in Australia. Sure, okay, we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am particularly attracted to Australian men, so I'll just put that out there. Um, hook me up, man. I think I could be, is my point. <laughs> the moment you say you're from Australia, you'd be like, man, he's really cute. <laughs> I've been having this argument with my friends for a while, um, because even if you don't leave your country... I think you should have an experience at least once in your life to move away from everything you know, mm. at least once. Even if you don't make it, like even if you don't feel like it was a thing, like you were just like, I can't do this, but I need you to move once out of your comfort zone because I feel like that's a growth period that everyone should have that opportunity to experience like even if it's just like the town over and you just don't know as many people you should feel that you act as a person can grow and survive that way and then go back if you really need to and then it's cool like i did it say you did it and i'm i'm good but like i have plenty of friends who like they got married they bought a house near their family's house and and i was just like you, you don't even want to live and like like your job is in Atlanta. You don't want to, I know you make enough money, so you could just pop into the mid Atlanta and just hang. Like, I don't really understand why you have to live so close. Why are you living so close to us? <laughs> why are you doing this? But they're just like, don't you want us to be close? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want you to be close. I want you to live a full life. I don't know. I just, I feel like you should, but that's me. I can. Honestly, and without without um, deviating from my new plan, I can say people should travel, definitely experience life in different places, whether it's an extended trip or 
um, you know, just a weekend away somewhere. I think that, um, like earlier, Arlene, you were talking about people, you know, who have never left the state. Like, I mean, here I am. Yes, I have not left the country yet, but it's always been a goal of mine. It's never been something that it's like, oh, no, I have no interest in seeing, you know, other places. I do feel like the more, you know, the more people you meet from different walks of life and the more, um, the more people you meet who are not like you and who think differently from you, the better you're going to understand other people. Um, so growing up around a certain type of person and then setting roots around that, you know, that same type of <clears throat> culture and mentality and just being like, this is all I ever need to know about the world. That is where it's kind of like, I don't get that. Um, because I feel like I know people who don't travel and live in their hometown. And it's just kind of like, so you don't, you don't, you're not curious what, how people live other places. I, I don't understand that. And I do think that their lives would be enriched by experiencing other cultures, other experiences. Yeah, I think if you can, you should take advantage of that. I do believe some people are not able to travel. Some people are not able to move. I mean, like, realistically speaking, like when you actually think of the world and how some people live and their means, some people are, realistically speaking, not able to, to do that. Um, but which, which, is, which is sad because I'm pretty sure that they want to. They just can't afford to. Um, I don't know. Maybe they can walk to the nearest town or the nearest village but there it's not gonna be like this whole experience of like seeing the world so unfortunately some people can't but I say if you are able to absolutely um and like especially like in countries like here where you have people who move here from different places like just experiencing you can experience different cultures at home um, right. So I think taking advantage of that, too, um, is good. Like if you're if you're not going to move, then at least like experience different foods, experience different circles of friends, like experience different parts of of the town or maybe the um, the cultures that live around. I think just like experiencing life, it's it's beautiful. You know, it's colorful. It adds something to your perspective from our last episode. So I think, or your perception. See, I still, I still don't know. Both to both, it, it changes your perception of things, which in turns changes your perspective. So yeah. So I think traveling or like experiencing culture as a whole. And you know, it's it's a good thing that you mentioned that, Boko, because I meant to say that as well that. Some it's if it's not, you know, some people it's not in their their power at the moment or their circumstances don't allow it. So I definitely agree that, you know, you should don't don't feel limited by your circumstances, but there are so many ways to experience different cultures. Like you mentioned, like one thing I like to do, like especially when COVID hit, um, I purposely like I'm a reader. And I purposely picked out books um, that talked about people either traveling to different countries or um, books that just took place in different countries. Like 
I don't know, I got really into Italy in like 2020. I was reading like all these books about Italy. I was watching movies about Italy. Uh, that's probably the first place I'm gonna go uh, when I when I can travel now. But um, <clears throat> you know, between books, movies, TV shows, there's so many restaurants. You know, there's so many ways to experience culture, and you know, especially if you live in a, an area where there are there is a variety of you know different types of people. You can also meet people of different cultures and, you know, get to know without being invasive, you can get to know other people's cultures in a, you know, organic way. But yeah, that's definitely something that I like to do as someone who hasn't had a chance to travel yet. I find ways to travel through like, I guess, media. And I was going to say that last time when we recorded, I definitely went with the, you should. Um, perspective. And I still believe that, but I think that it really depends on, and I come from a place where I'm always going to be seeking out mental and emotional growth. So there's people out there that aren't, and it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, I think that there's a benefit to anyone and everyone who goes through leaving you know, um, and having to learn something and start over. Um, yeah. So I think, um, we, we talked a little bit about what home is, um, a little earlier. So for me, you know, home is obviously I've, I, I was born in one city. I grew up there. My family, most of my family is still there. So, um, that's home for me. Uh, that's in Ivory coast. But, um, and I came in the States when I was 14, not by choice, like Arlene moved to Taiwan by choice. She got up and left. Um, I guess I did have a little bit of a choice, but not really. (laughs) But my mom came obviously for better opportunities. She came to the US and, you know, for other reasons too, we're not gonna get into. Experiencing living um, in LA for me, Um, I I don't have, although I consider LA my second home, I don't have like a really strong attachment to LA in the sense that I would never move away from LA. So like I would move to another place and, you know, make a new home. So, so I did experience living on my own for a few months. So I would just say like, it really taught me how to be a responsible adult, if anything, just kind of knowing how to manage. There are, in every country you live in, there are people who have, people who are rich and people who are poor. And I learned that that also exists even in the US, as opposed to when I was home, I would always think like the US always oh, this like amazing place, which it is amazing in many ways, but there are also some not so pretty side. So I learned that, you know, um, not everyone is as fortunate to be in the situation that I'm in. So. Just be grateful when I can. Thank you for your attention. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) It was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Jenea, you reminded me of something. I don't know. This is the problem, right? I can't remember what was said when. So I don't know if this was in the episode that is lost. But I remember you were talking about recording 
or like cataloging your experience. Um, and record things. Even before I left the States, I was like trying to do my best to like capture certain things so that I, when I do actually do something, I can kind of on a random day, if I'm in my feelings or something, or <laughs> I'm inspired about something, I can like think back to like my final day at my office when I closed my business, like when it was official and it was done, you know, like I'll just revisit those moments as they pop up because I just emotionally, I sound like a big old baby. And, I, I, but I, I don't, it, it, I just want everyone to understand when I'm talking about emotionally, I'm not meaning like I'm tore up. Like it's just this weird thing that I'm gone through. <clears throat> and, um, it would have been really great to be like journaling all this, but I didn't. And that's why I needed to do the Instagram. So it's coming. Um, I will tell you right now that I am hung up on the name. So maybe our listeners will have a name for me, but I have had some great names come my way, but for whatever reason, I just can't like choose them. And I don't know why I it's, there's a reason there's a block. So I'm waiting for this like aha moment that may never come. And I think I'm just going to have to get it going. Um, so yeah, my, my goal was to kind of diary my experience. And, and just recently I was like, oh man, I'm almost done with month one. Like, I was like, I guess I'll be creating a reel <laughs> for month one or something like, but yeah, I don't know, Jess, I'm sorry. I have been really bad about that. So, um, well, I guess I was yeah. just curious as to like, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier that you were taking videos and stuff. So it's like, I mean, just. I just think it's going to be so cool for you to look back on the experience. So even if you don't start yeah. the blog or the, the Instagram right away, at least you have the materials. The, you know. the thing is, is that I do need to start it sooner than later because there's going to be a point that everything I'm it going through is just going to be a memory. And I, yeah. and not, and not that that's fine. I just, I, you know, I always think like, man, and now I see why people sit and like write their memoirs. Like I get it. Like they're, mm -hmm. they want to like, Oh, that thing popped into my mind. I want to write this down before it's gone. And, um, and if for nothing else for myself and, um, yeah, I just, you know, throughout this whole entire experience, like I haven't like wished away any of my feelings, even when I was at my stressed, most stressed moments, I was like, my mind wanted to think, okay, four more days and I'm out of here and it doesn't matter anymore. But I just kept like bringing myself back to that moment and being like, you know what, you need to go through every single, like, I'm not going to use the word emotion, every single feeling, <laughs> every single experience that this is, because there's, there's a reason it felt so challenging. There's a reason, you know, that it means so much. There's, there's all these things that I've done to myself to limit my reality or that I, uh, there's a reason it took me 41 years to do it. How's that? Like, and trust me, I'm doing this now. And people are like, wow, I really applaud you. And I'm like, thank you. But I, I wish I did this 10 years ago. Like I should have done this. I mean, I was ready. I should have done this 10 years ago. I, I didn't have the circumstances, but honestly, I didn't have the circumstances this time either. I just wish I could have seen that. And so to be able to have that reflective spirit, I'm not going to always be able to have this. There's going to be a point where I do find a job. There's going to be a point where I'm living like a regular life like everyone else. <laughs> right now, I'm still in this like adjustment trying to figure it out. And that's why I want to get the Instagram going. So if anyone has, you know, any names out there, I really want something that like, stresses that like you know 
I'm looking, I'm finding home, I'm searching for home kind of thing. Um, we were a friend of mine um, in Bocos <laughs> and uh, she she actually came up with a play on um, the word neighbor because, you know, people call me Nene. So anyway, I just, it was, she spelled neighbor N-A-E because that's how I spell my Nene, you know? So anyway, so N-A, yeah, N-A-E-B-O-R. So like your neighbor or your next neighbor or your new neighbor, or I don't even know. And then like, I wanted to be like, you know, fun little saying like, won't you be my neighbor? You know? <laughs> but, I like but, that. But it's so I like long, it. you guys. Like yeah. try typing it out on Instagram. It's like the oh, longest trust me. Ever, I so. know. Anyway, so yeah, I, I I'm trying to come up with something, but. I guess that's what I'll say because, you know, I have my little crochet business and I regret how long the name is like. And this is the thing about the name for me is that it wasn't my first choice. It wasn't my fourth choice. I tried so many, but they're all taken. So by the mm -hmm. time I got to mine, I was like, I mean, I guess. And now whenever anyone asks me, like, what the name of my business is, I'm like, mm. like, it's so long. And I'm just like, I regret it. But. I already have the stickers and the logo, so it's too late to change it. That same friend came up with the one that I always circle back to, and then I'm like, now. And <laughs> I don't know why I get so mad about it. But anyway, um, but it, I mean, it's cute and it has kind of, it's a, it's a, is it entendre? I don't know. Anyway, um, it has a double meaning. So it, but it's, um, it's Shay Nene. So like Nene's place. And, um, but I, then it, we were laughing because- Oh, it was Shay, like, like in French, okay. Uh-huh, yeah, because I would like it to have oh. some kind of something French too. And like so, that. and then, you know, the friend I'm traveling with, she was like, ha ha, it's like Sinead. I'm like, oh, that's so funny because that is what I was that's like cute. called growing up. Hey, Sinead. <laughs> like, so like anyway. That. That's cute, I like Yeah, that everyone does. But every time I go to type it in, I'm like, meh. Actually, I got hung up one time because I didn't know if I should use periods or underscores. Or <laughs> uh, you guys, I'm telling you, there's it's like writer's block or something. I don't know. But I wish someone I could just like take over and be like, "Here, I created it. Now do something with it." But anyway, so I want to know from Boko since she moved to California. So I'd like to know from Boko, like, I mean, you we've talked about being from Ivory Coast. You've Lived in I'm Atlanta. You lived in Seattle. I know you say that you I'm grew up in Ivory Coast. Coast. Goodness gracious. You lived in Ivory Coast when you were 13. No, I lived in Ghana too. My passport's from Cameroon. So anyway, I we say. understand your emotional <laughs> connection to all the other aspects, but you moved to Atlanta from the Ivory Coast, okay? No, I moved Correct. from Ghana. From Ghana. Oh, okay. And how long were you in Ghana? Uh, the last few years of me living on the continent of Africa, I think we lived there like two and a half years. And before that, it was Ivory Coast. Yeah, Janelle, what's your point? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so point but, is, okay, then you, you cannot moved to tell Atlanta. my life, Janelle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you you've mentioned being in Atlanta. You mentioned moving to Seattle because your brothers like, and then you chose to go to California. I just want to hear from you, like what what you learned about yourself or like what it what you've I don't know learned in general like share something about moving I mean all of those moves are big but you the one to California I think was the most significant for you um but maybe I'm wrong so let me start off by saying that I'm half Cameroonian 
And I'm also from Ghana and Togo. Let me just put that out there, Jenea. Um, and then, yes, lived in Ivory Coast, lived in Ghana, lived in Seattle, lived in Atlanta. The order was switched a little bit. Um, but I lived for nine years in Seattle with my brothers. They got married. And then I was like, I low-key dislike this place. It's, I just, I just don't feel like myself here. And so I um, decided to venture out to California. Don't have any family here. Um, you know, I... I've, I feel like I've learned a bit more about myself since last time we recorded <laughs> that I am as much as I am. And I don't like to use that word independent because I'm not independent from like, in a sense of like from authority or anything like that. But like I can, I like to say I'm resourceful as much as, as I'm resourceful with my life. I do miss. I do miss the comfort of having family around. And I think talking about it now and like why people don't move because of their family, it's resonating way more and more with me. Um, I have obviously like I have moments where I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm making friends. It's fine. But the past maybe like two weeks or maybe three weeks, it's really hit me more I've been feeling very, very down, just like a, about not having like family around. And it's fine, like I'm, I'm, I'm going out with my friends, but then I'm seeing people who have their sisters or their brothers with them, or they're, you know, there's just, just, just their family around. And I, it, I don't know, it's hitting me more. So that's just something that I think eventually, I don't know if I'll ever move to wherever my family is, but it's just something that I think I'm realizing more and more that I really do love <clears throat> and miss my family a lot. And I didn't think that I did before. Um, but also I've been, I think on like a career level, I have reached a level that I'm very proud of, which like fi financial security was never a thing for me. And it's still not like a huge deal to me, but I'm very proud of where I am, like with my career. I just got a, a promotion that I'm very, very proud of, like three weeks ago. Um, and I'm 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 very proud of myself. And I'm like, wow, okay. So like I'm in corp I'm in the corporate world, I guess. Like I'm I speak and I guess people listen and I can I can make decisions. So it's like, it's kind of cool to see like where I come from, like being the little girl who moved to Seattle on my own, living with my brothers, couldn't even pay rent, nothing. And like now I'm like, wow, I am taking care of stuff. And like, yeah. So things I've learned about myself is that I'm resourceful. Obviously I, I yeah, I, I really do love my family and miss them, which I, I thought I was a little heartless that way. I really didn't think I had like, I had the emotions of like, oh, I miss my family, but I do. Um, if anything that surprised me about living in LA or California in general, I don't think anything so far. Oh, taxes. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say about anyone who wants to like move to California. Taxes are high. Like 
I mm. look at how much money I actually should be making versus how much money I actually take home. And I think I really should be rich, maybe a little bit, because <laughs> I don't have no kids. But I'm like, woo. Um, I don't know. But you know, I I love it. I love the sunshine. I love the diversity of terrains in California. I love it. So far, I'm put, unless Obed wants me to move in and take care of Rio, I will do that. Um, but so far, I'm put here in California. I'm like, yeah, I'm staying in California. I love it here. Arlene, same question. What have you learned about yourself? Right? Yeah. Um, what have I learned? I've learned a lot about myself. And well, and also what, like, what was surprising too, right? Like, like what surprised you, like all of that encompassing, like. Um, I think more recently, what surprised me is that I feel the same way as Boko. Like I, I miss having family around and going back home for after three years of being in Taiwan, I didn't go back home for three years. And I finally back last year just to visit. And it was weird. Like it was so nice having family, people I've known growing up with, like who know me. And it's not even a question about what they know about me. It's just like, it's nice having that comfort around. And I didn't realize that, especially because I've made the decision to live in Taiwan for so long. Like after going back, it was just like, okay, family, like I'm deciding to live in Taiwan for a little bit longer. Like I'd hope to, you know, really make a life there. And so coming to that conclusion and that, or like understanding that, um, it really hurt for a bit to know that I decided for reals that I'm going to leave them behind and I'm going to be in someplace different and I have to make my own family kind of, and that's hard. Like, and I, and I did, I don't think it's a stupid thing, but it, I did move cities. I had been living in one city for about three and a half years. And now I decided to move somewhere else because honestly, like I just thought it was, I loved it, but I, it felt like there was nothing else for me there. I I did it. That's where I just, I had upped and made my adventure and I decided to move to a place where I feel like I can make it home. But that's harder to say in a new country. Like I, I realized how much I really need to belong. I didn't understand that before. Before, I mean, I know I can belong anywhere, but I personally want to feel like I belong somewhere and that that is where I need to be. And maybe as I get older, it'll become, it'll, that feeling become worse, but I don't know. I, I just want, I'm surprised at myself at that. I, I thought I was just kind of insensitive to all that, but no, like I really do care <laughs> about how I feel, yeah. Can I, can I ask you, Arlene, like when you came home after visiting your family, did you feel like when you walked into your apartment, like I'm home? I did. Oh, you mean when coming back to Taiwan? Like when you came back to Taiwan, like when you left your family and you came home, did you actually feel like, oh, I'm glad to be home? Because you know, sometimes you feel like that, like actually, you're just kind of like happy to be home. Actually, I did not because I thought about going back to the US a lot. I It was kind of weird the way I came back too, because I didn't really have a, a place to call my own yet. Because I came back, had to quarantine for two weeks. That was a mess. 
Then I lived in a friend's house for like a week. And then I I was homesitting for someone in a whole different city away from where I was supposed to be in the first place. And it was cold. It was rainy. It was basically Seattle. Um, And I was just like, I don't like this. I was going through a lot of weird changes because friends were going through their stuff and I was just like losing it. It was, it was hard. It was a hard time. Um, I finally feel like I'm settled in all that now because I'm in the place I'm supposed to be, but coming back was not easy. And I really thought about going back to the U S I, I almost, I was looking at tickets, like I could just buy that ticket and go back. So it's, it's a different process this time. Last time I really did leave and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But this time it's a little bit more personal. Like I feel like this is my life and I'm making decisions for the rest of my life, but it shouldn't be, it's not going to be that way for sure. But it feels a little bit more, I don't know, heart wrenching this time. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think like in any type of, you know, living abroad or living away from family, you have those moments, you know, where you're like happy and glad to be living there. But I mean, we're humans, right? So we have, we have contrasting feelings and perplexed feelings at all times. So it's like, it's okay to like miss where you, you're from and your people and like still enjoy living somewhere else and have like those ups and downs but then when you feel that way if like your goal is still to live there then you try to connect with your people in other ways which i think is what you're doing and like as you said you love living there so i think it's just like the coming back from the comfort and like having to readjust back it's like ah so i i understand i totally get that because every time i go to see like i was in seattle three weeks ago Actually, that makes sense to me too. That's probably why I've been feeling that way. I I was just, that's the whole reason I asked her because I was just going to say, Boko, do you think going home, (sighs) home, do you think going back for just like one quick little weekend and being around all of that family and friends, do you think that's what triggered it? Think about it. Oh my (laughs) gosh, Charlene. Yeah, yes. that's what that's exactly what I was thinking. That's at you were next, Boko. I was just that's gonna ask you that. I, it just made I sense. Love it. I was wondering why have I been feeling so down and so sad? And like I love living here, but I've just been like I've been in my feelings, man. I and I I've actually cried. <laughs> like for the past this whole week has been so bad. Like, even earlier today, I was like, what is wrong with me? What's going on with me? Like, I don't know. Um, Yeah, okay. Never mind. It makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah. You know, I think... don't visit your family. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I said the key is don't visit your family. (laughs) It was such a quick trip, too, right? Like, you only went for, like, two days. So, and you saw a lot of people at once. I'm sure it felt very reminiscent of, like when things were good in Seattle, like when everything was really like, yeah, you go back for a party like that. And yeah, I get it. And I think that's the thing about like moving away from home or somewhere that has been home for a period of time. Like it would be nice if you could just neatly wrap it up in the box of like the past, but you still have ties there. So you're never going to you know, it's not like all your emotions are just going to be tied to one place. There's always going to be that 
yearning or that ache. Um, and then it kind of comes back whenever you visit. But I mean, as someone who has not moved away from home yet, it's almost like, I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to that emotion, but at least like I, I, I'm preparing myself for, first of all, prefer, preparing myself to say goodbye to everything I've known for my whole life. Um, although however much you can prepare for something like that. And also just knowing that when I do visit home, I'm going to have um, like a, a hard time when I get back um, from the trip. I just already know it's going to be like, maybe I should stay this time. I don't think I like it here anymore. And I think I want to go back to LA. Like, I know it's going to be like that for, you know, at least the first couple trips back home. And that's why I feel like a lot of people that do move away from home um, purposely or accidentally don't go back for a good while. And I think it's probably best to, I don't want to use the word detox, but kind of just get settled in your new environment because you are going to have that pull back home always. I mean, your family or your friends, they're always going to have that hold on your heart. You're not just going to be like, no, I'm I'm done there. I'm just done, you know? But I think that's the thing. It's like, I feel like that's why most people say, as much as I love it there, I would never move back home. There's always going to be that pull, but it's not strong enough to make you want to go back for good. But I think there's almost like a beauty in that of having that place where you can always go back to and be around the people who know you best and, you know, just kind of like fall back into like home you for a few weeks and then go back. I, I look, I guess I look forward to visiting home <laughs> instead of living here. I'm like, I, I'm already ready for that, like going back feeling, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to stop me from like, it's not enough to make me say, oh, you know what? I think I'm just going to stay here because I don't think I can handle the back and forth. I'm still, I still want to move, but um, I kind of have in mind like what it's going to be like visiting. I haven't been away long enough. Like my brain probably still thinks I'm on a vacation. So like, I haven't been gone long enough to like speak on this matter in a in a convicted sort of way but i will say that yes i also am looking forward to saying oh i'm gonna go home to visit family or something or my friends okay i have wanted to say that for a long time but the only reason why i wanted to say it is because it involves the word of i'm just gonna go visit like i have <laughs> i cannot imagine i really cannot imagine going to seattle ever and being like Hmm, I think I just want to stay like I just that would just I just talk to me in a few years we'll see if I've changed my mind I just I cannot imagine it's like honestly I will probably talk to and see digitally my family my sisters whoever more living over here than I did over there because I was so busy all the time and like I just think that the lifestyle in the U.S. is not a lifestyle that I want to have anymore and if I do live in the U.S. I want to be by the beach because I just want that type of life like I just want things to be slower and like and and I definitely want things to do don't get me wrong like I'm I like to stay busy but I don't I just the the the, the, the grind like I'm yeah I 
but I'm too fresh in this. I'm too fresh in this to 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 speak about this in that level. But but yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm ever gonna be like, I miss home. I don't know. I'd be but I'd be missing people. Actually, I will say that I don't really miss people like when I leave and stuff. Like I'm not really that kind of person, but I definitely was like, it was hitting me as I was leaving. Like, wow, this is like, could be the last time I see this person for like, who knows how long, a year plus, like who knows. Um, but at the same time, like a COVID happened to you guys. Like, I mean, Arlene, you experienced COVID in Taiwan. Like, I mean, for me, COVID kept me separate from the people I wanted to be around anyway. Like I kind of feel like it gave me like a preamble to being away from people and in a lot of ways it also kept me from having to say goodbye to a lot of people because I hadn't seen them for two years anyway so like or a year and a half where I saw them one time at something you know and yeah the same people that you would have been with like every weekend or seeing every other weekend or at least once a month like I wasn't seeing any of those people I had like a handful of people I saw on a regular basis so it it, it did help me lead into this already because a lot of that heart aching of missing my people I was missing them when they were down the street and it doesn't feel any different to be over here and in some ways I have more time now to actually converse with them by text and stuff so anyway so we'll see we'll see we'll have to check in in a couple of years <laughs> assuming I can make this thing work <laughs> but Arlene tell us about your blog um yeah <laughs> Um, so my blog. I mean, maybe Jess wants to do a better job of like introducing that since this is her, her episode. But I'm like dying yeah, to know. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. Uh, okay, so it's still not up yet. It was supposed to be up on the anniversary of my fourth year here, um, but you know, whatever. Time is whatever. So uh, I'm still formatting the website, but it's called Extreme Roaming. Um, and I had actually started it when I first came to Taiwan. And I, I was just, I had nothing really to do. I wasn't working at the time. And so I was just like, okay, well, maybe I'll just, you know, blog sounds cool. I'll just, you know, document all of the things that are happening while I'm here. I had no idea that um, I'd be here for this long. So I was just like, maybe I'll just, just do something quick. And then it kind of faded out because I was also broke. And maintaining a website is very expensive. <laughs> so now I'm back at it. And have a little bit more stable income. And I feel like I have a lot more experience um, in living abroad. So this will be an expat blog. And I like when you were talking about your Instagram account, like I understood what you were saying about you just need to get it started so that you can remember. But as actually, I, I still remember how fresh it felt to live in Taiwan the first time like I still remember all those things and how I felt maybe not all the things I said or like particularly that I did but I do remember how I felt and it was it's still as raw as it was like a year like in that first year so um I I really wanted something to encourage people to explore something new because not many people have that opportunity. But like we said before, like there's always a way to change your perspective on something. There's always a way to grow. And so I, I just wanted to give some show people that there's like I have I need courage too to do all this. 
So maybe if you see me, like if you read me, read about what my experiences are, then you realize like I'm just a normal person, just like everybody else. Like I still have fears and insecurities, but you know, I just decided to do something bold and it, it helped me for the better. So maybe like even you could too, like it made, it doesn't have to be moving across the world, but it could be just taking that trip to another state that you never thought you would go to or like trying new foods or yeah, it, I, not everybody has to do what I did, but you can do something as well. Something small would be good. You need to learn how to change your perspective and experience a type of growth that, you know, would be good for you. It will benefit you. So that's what my blog is about. I'm really glad you said that. Cause I want to say that I think that's the thing. Cause you're talking about like, I remember how fresh it felt to be here, but I think that's why I want to do it. Cause I kind of want to set it up kind of like a daily diary. Like one day it might just be like my morning view with coffee. Another day it might be like, wow, you guys, like, I can't believe I'm having this like feeling or this thought or like mm -hmm. I saw this thing today and it just made me think about, or, you know, whatever, like I'll tell you guys, one of the things I went through a major difficult week, like my third week here. And so last week, so we're ending my third week. So all like basically the very end of like the second week into the beginning of this last week, I was extremely like missing my dog. Like, I mean, to the point where like, I don't even want to talk about it too much because I'm going to literally start crying. Okay. It's too late. Um, <laughs> like seriously, like, because that's the thing in the States, I was so busy and I had to just move forward with life. And like, all of a sudden I'm here and I finally have time to like reflect and grieve. And it, it's been a trip. Like I just miss my baby, <laughs> you know? So like, that's a thing that I didn't expect, you know, I didn't expect to go through this whole week of just like, I don't even know how to explain like what I was experiencing. And it's like, I almost felt guilty experiencing it. Cause like, I shouldn't be feeling that I'm here doing my thing. I'm living my dream, but that's the kind of stuff that people, they don't think like, they think that I'm made of some kind of superpower or something because I, I'm living this thing that like very few people do, but it's like, there's a reason I'm doing this too, but it isn't all just sunshine and butterflies. Like, like you actually go through real experiences that anyone and everyone else does on any and every regular day. Like I'm going to go through the ups and downs just like everybody else. Um, but I'm, you know, my dog's, it, it was her birthday. I think that's the reason, you know, <laughs> just in the sense that like, she would have been 12 years old. So like just that whole, like it hit me. So that was like March 21st was the day. And it just like hit me. And of course, like my phone is like sending me all these things of like, my dog all the time. Like I need to go through Google um, photos and like undo those memories or something because like every like today I got like three things about like oh this time last year you were doing this with your dog you know and it's like anyway, anyway I'm just glad I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's what I want to capture as well is just that it isn't that there's anything special that I'm doing like I still am just going through the regular things that everyone else is going through. I just chose to go about it differently. And I want to reflect that as well in my Instagram. So anyway, I'm kind of, I'm not kind of, I'm very glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I, I feel like you should totally, totally go for it. And it doesn't need to be perfect. Like just do something at least. Cause I, 
I still document on my own personal Instagram about stuff, but now I kind of want to do it more just like, you know, more like separate lights for certain things. Like, first of all, Taiwan is not a place that most people know about. <laughs> um, and so I'm constantly having to explain like where Taiwan is, like what language they speak, what they eat and all those things. So that's one end. But there's so many beautiful things about this place too that people don't know about. And then I have to explain about everything. So I just like, how about we just document it into one little spot? But I do have my nice personal reflections on my own Instagram account where it's like with my friends or things I miss. Like I have flashbacks or like, you know, the the phone where they do like one year ago. <laughs> and you're like, no, why? Why would you do that to me? The other thing you said about like fielding people's questions, like where's Taiwan? Like what do they eat there? You know, like, I don't know, like whatever it is people are asking. <laughs> like I'm experiencing that, but because of the war, the mm. people don't understand how far away Croatia is. And he's <laughs> like, are you safe? Like I was really worried. So like I even had a friend from Atlanta actually reach out and uh, he, he's, I don't know if he's currently living there. Not. But anyway, he reached out and he was like, he was like, man, he's like, I low key was like really worried about you guys. He's like, but I keep seeing your pictures and you guys are just fine. I'm like, yes, we oh my are. Gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because and that's the thing. I've even had clients reach out that are like, is it safe there? And I'm like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't safe. Mm -hmm. Like everything is fine. Like I appreciate the concern. Please don't take my tone and my attitude as as that. It's just I think that's where like having an Instagram would be kind of helpful because people can mm -hmm. see like I'm okay. Like mm -hmm. and so I that I can feel what you were saying on that as well. And and I do think that um, you know, there people should know that there anyone who's listening that might be concerned about my well-being being, you know, closer to Ukraine than the United States is, um, if things get bad, I'll leave. <laughs> so like <laughs> That's the beauty right. of not having to live here is I will go when I have to go. It's just anyone who doesn't live in their country of citizenship, right. that's the way it works. Like mm -hmm. things get bad, you are told to leave. So you leave. Yeah. Like, right. And that's, you know, and that's where having family and a quote unquote home will be good. Yeah. It's, I get that all the time, actually, especially now that the whole Ukraine and Russia thing is going on. They're like, I mean, China's going to take over Taiwan. Like, you know, America splashes whatever news they want to splash. And I'm just like, I'm here. Like, I haven't heard nothing that's going on. What's, what are y'all hearing? Like, do you know this before me? Like, what's happening? I'm just like, I'm cool. I was like, an earthquake's going to kill me first. Like, honestly, I'll die by earthquake first by anything else. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's funny the information everybody gets. And really, it's just extreme roaming. It's about inform giving proper <laughs> information about my life here instead of the assumption of like, oh, like you're in a and Asia is just, you know, Europe is Europe. Everybody kind of knows about Europe. But Asia is still kind of this place of like mystery and wonder, I mm -hmm. guess. And like even for my parents, they're just like, 
we like I came back and like did this PowerPoint for some people because they asked me to, and my parents were like, "Wow, I like I didn't know you were out here doing something." I was like, "What did you think I was doing? Living my like you know just living this paradisical paradisical yeah this life of paradise," mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Yeah, we thought you were just chilling, living this good life while we out here working hard." I was like, "I work hard too, just <laughs> in a different way." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Okay. I have a random question. Um, Is 85 degrees the bakery? Is that like a big deal in Taiwan or is it just like something you kind of see around? I actually have only been to 85 here once. Oh. Twice. Like people bring that over, like when they're bringing cakes and stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I don't ever remember me actually going to like I, I see it it's one of the you know franchises here and stuff like okay, that yeah. but there's so many like cool coffee shops here and I this is one thing I'll put on my blog too because I've been trying to visit a different coffee shop every week mm-hmm. um there's so many of them and I'm like there's so many good baked goods here coffee tea tea is really big here so yeah 85 degrees is kind of like eh Okay. Tea, tea is a big deal in Asia. Just you know, who would have thought? I'm totally yes. kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that much exposure to like the Taiwanese co- culture, but I watch a lot of Korean dramas and it just seems like they are always at some cute coffee shop or bakery somewhere and they're always getting these little cakes and stuff. And I'm like, I mean, I'm sure they're around here too. And some of the, I mean, we have 85 degree. I don't know how similar it is. I, um, I, was, oh, yeah. I was wondering, I was like, what do you know about 85? <laughs> no, we, I mean, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's in Seattle, too. There's okay. a couple. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe yeah, we close started, to Asia. I think we started getting them here maybe, like, within the last 10 years, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's, I was like, oh, you know, I know it's a Taiwanese-based company, but I wasn't sure how, like, relatively. You know what? Okay. <laughs> If I ever start a blog, this is or a travel blog, I have a very specific, I have two specific things that I want to do. I want to travel and catalog the menus at different McDonald's locations because I am fascinated by the things that you can get in McDonald's in other countries. Like, I'm sure it probably already exists. I've never even tried to look for it because I don't want to be influenced if I ever do make one. I want it to be organic, but um, I'm just like, you know, that and then also Starbucks. I feel like the menus at different Starbucks are like wild. So how Starbucks in Taiwan? I hate Starbucks in Taiwan, to oh. be honest. I just, because I'm so used to being able to customize my order. Ooh. I was a gold card member in America and I like had to excuse <laughs> gold card member. Yes, I was that person. But like I came here, I was like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have this life. Like life changed exponentially. I was like, oh well, I guess I don't need this gold card because I can't use it here anyway. Like oh. things change. Yeah, they separate that when you're in different mm-hmm. countries. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I'll go to Starbucks. Starbucks is expensive. Really? I'm like, I'm not gonna spend all this money. This is a meal. This is two meals. For a Starbucks Frappuccino. Why am I And what is this? the menu like? Like, what do they have? No, Starbucks is kind of weird here. Um, they have these weird flavors. 
because you know they have to cater to the flavors of mm -hmm. the place and they'll have like some weird sesame taro flavor thing Ooh. going on and like the sesame and too. taro together i don't know it's just okay. every time i look i'm like what who thought about putting this together like why why did we do that I don't, I don't know. Well, it must be successful, otherwise they wouldn't keep it going. Mm -hmm. so, so in Croatia, it's so funny you mentioned those two things, oh, Jess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Croatia, first of all, I didn't even realize that I hadn't seen a Starbucks since I've been here. And um, my stepmom had, after she found out I was in Croatia, she was like, because she's like, where are you again? You know, and so <laughs> I was telling her. And so she did all this research and she was like, oh, my gosh, Croatia sounds great. She's like, she goes, it's so interesting. They don't. They don't even, it says they don't have a need for Starbucks, like that they, that Starbucks wouldn't survive there because there's a coffee shop on every corner. And I'm like, yes, actually there is mm. coffee everywhere. And the coffee that we get, that's just like the bags of grounds and stuff. Every, every coffee, except for one, we still need to make it just like stronger and see if it's better. That's the only one that we've had that we're like, ah. it didn't mm. have a lot of flavor. But other than that, their coffee here, oh gosh, it's so good like so good oh, i we have had great coffee the whole time here um no starbucks not even like if my stepmom didn't say it, i don't know if i would have thought about it mm -hmm. the coffee tour we did this morning it was like history and coffee and like getting to know you know the area or whatever and the woman had said that there actually was a starbucks that they opened up like in a business area and mm -hmm. they said they shut it down like a year later just like <laughs> i love that yeah, like, well, she said the reason is, is like, people don't, it's, they thought, let's put it in the business area where people are going to be busier and probably want their coffee to go. That's just not part. See, that's what I'm talking about, guys. Europeans, like, they enjoy their life and they, they, they have these moments and things where they actually take time out for their life. Yes. And um, that's the thing. So coffee, she said, is not just about coffee. It's about sitting down and being with friends or watching people. And she goes, most people don't really go to coffee shops by themselves even. like, But like if they do, they're usually just kind of sitting and observing and just enjoying the day in that moment. Um, and most likely they're going to make friends while having coffee too. So like <laughs> coffee's not just about coffee. Um, but either way, I don't care. The fact is there's coffee everywhere and I'm happy. And <laughs> <laughs> um, and then McDonald's. Um, so with Casey's schedule, she works U.S. hours. So she works like, you know, two to two or three or four p.m. depending on the time change with daylight savings and stuff until about you know ten or midnight or whatever. And so we haven't really been out to dinner. So we haven't had a lot of like Croatian food. We go to the grocery store. You know, I cook stuff here. Or we just make really simple things. And then like um, the host family that we're staying, well, that we rented this place from, made this like authentic Croatian fish dinner for us. It was amazing. I uh, had it out on like the perfect most 2 p.m. Had it out on the deck with the sunshine in and some rosé, delicious Ooh. wine made here. Everything is so good here and so simple. I love it. Um, that was like our only Croatian meal. <laughs> um, however, our first Croatian meal here was McDonald's. And I don't even eat McDonald's in the States. I don't like it. I think it tastes like plastic. But like every time I travel, I'm like, I have to go see what they have. Like, I'm just so curious. And they had, they have pork. We both were not brave enough to try it. Not like what's going to be wrong with it. Like, 
literally that's what they eat here. They eat a ton of pork. And like, I don't know why we haven't tried the pork, this pork burger or what the, whatever it is, but like they have this delicious like white sauce that they put on the hamburger that I got. And then they have a curry dipping sauce, which is amazing. And then they have, why don't they have this one in the States? They have a Tabasco based and like another, like a hot sauce. And, and when I hear Tabasco, I'm not like excited ever, but this hot sauce, uh, this hot sauce is delicious. Like it See? tastes so good. Yep. And they this don't is even, what I mean. The other crazy thing is they don't even eat like hot stuff here, but McDonald's mm. has a hot sauce. So I, I'm so confused, but I don't care. Their McDonald's here is bomb and you get delicious coffee at McDonald's. And yes. they have this, um, they had this um, espresso shake where it was like espresso shots on the bottom and then the milkshake on top. And you guys, when I say milkshake, it's not McDonald's, like U.S. McDonald's milkshakes. It's <laughs> where like, they never have ice cream. <laughs> so good. And you know, the other thing I noticed is everything here, except for like canned sodas and stuff, the, the stuff that's supposed to be sweet, like that milkshake, it wasn't sweet, really. It wasn't overly sweet. It's like mm -hmm. barely, very, mm -hmm. barely sweet. Um, but anyway, so good. Oh, and they don't bake their, their pies. Like, McDonald's has nasty pies. Like I don't waste my mm -hmm. time with their dry <laughs> baked pies. Like, uh, like they actually fry it like, like, like Popeye's or whatever, but they like do the old school way where they fry their pies and you can mm -hmm. order them. They call it a cold pie. It ain't cold. It's freshly fried, but it has um, ice cream and, and then <gasps> you choose your sauce. Oh my gosh. So it comes like a pie a la mode here. Bro. This is, this is my problem. Why? If, <laughs> oh, and they have curly fries. <laughs> I was about to go on a curly fries. I can, let me tell you so first about McDonald's and, and no, Asia. No, no. Because... Wait, wait, wait. Because before you do that, I need to start my rant. I will finish it after you come. Okay. Because I don't understand why McDonald's, I don't eat McDonald's here very, very often. Cause it's just like nasty or like you have That's like boring. 45 seconds to eat the French fries before they're disgusting. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm telling you, and the, the ice cream machine's always broken. And it's right. like, why if McDonald's is an American company, why is it, why cannot we, why, why cannot, <laughs> why wait, cannot we, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Jane Austen recently. Why can we not get, a pie with ice cream and sauce. All of those things exist on the McDonald's menu in America. So why can we not combine them? What it is it because it's, of Americans just will eat whatever? <laughs> it's the same question I, think, I asked myself. I think why? so. I, it's it, I'm offended. <laughs> when people keep asking, like the European, like the the Europeans here, the people, like the Croatians, were being they're like, so why, you know, why Croatia, why this, why that's right. So we're because telling McDonald's them kind of what better. our eventual goal is. But you know, that's always the thing. Well, I mean, we've talked about a lot of different things, but it, I always say, and the food, like the U.S. poisons us with their food, like the stuff that they consider to be edible and food and and biological like process like that it can be processed biologically. I think that's more what I meant to say, um, is a joke. Like, it's just, it's not, it's, that's, it's not. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, All right. McDonald's here is lit. Yeah. Um, okay. I will, I will, I, I eat McDonald's here, not in the States here for sure. And let me tell you, they just came out with a double, double stuffed Oreo, like McFlurry. And Every summer, I always get at least one, and those things are so 
good. Like, I'm like, I would never dare eat ice cream from a McDonald's if the machine is even working. I wouldn't dare eat it. That's because it's not ice cream. I don't even even know if there's dairy in it. Listen, because that's the thing. It's like here, I don't even eat McDonald's, but I've seen enough of like McDonald's in other countries that I'm just fascinated by it. And that's why I would want to do the travel blog because like, I'm just fascinated by how can one place change so much depend I mean I'm sure some of it has to do with like import laws and you know just what's yeah. available in that country the taste of the people who live in that country but you're mm-hmm. talking about this ice cream pie thing and I'm like Americans love delicious. ice cream and Americans love amazing. pie why can we not do that here I, I don't understand it was amazing okay and you I, know um I will say like that is it's, it's an interesting thing that I didn't even think about you know Casey's the one that was like oh McDonald's we should go see what they have and I realized like we I was too full so I didn't try McDonald's when I was in Portugal but it was the same thing we went mm. in for coffee but I was like I walked in and they had this like sandwich with brie on it and stuff and i was like yeah like that sounds so good and like but and then so like it's kind of been a thing now that i realize like every place i've gone i've gone to the mcdonald's that i've found i'm mm-hmm. trying to think if i i think i went to mcdonald's in turkey but i can't remember um which you'd think i would because turkey's food is amazing so mm-hmm. not but I'm going back to Turkey, so I'll have to go see if I've been to their McDonald's. But my least favorite McDonald's, honestly, um, I would still eat theirs over the U.S., but was Israel because mm. of their, their kosher oh. rules and laws. Okay. And honestly, Israel was one of my least favorite places to eat um, mm. that I've traveled. The stuff that I did have was good. It's just like it was weird. Like you go for breakfast, right, and you're going to see a ton of like dairy and stuff but you'll never see any meat or something like that like on the menu like you're just not gonna see eggs and meat and stuff it's not kosher to have like Mm, meat and cheese at the same time I don't know. I think it's meat and cheese at the same time. I'm I'm not oh yeah yeah, dairy and meat. You You can't have dairy and meat. Oh it's not like kosher. Yeah or something. I'm sorry I I could be speaking out of pocket right now like I really I don't remember, but they they said because I was like, "Is there this or whatever?" And they're like, "Sorry, that you know, not kosher, or whatever." They tried to appeal to like this. These are hotel guests. We don't have like the same rules, but like, it's so ingrained in the respect and the culture there mm-hmm. that they still they still abide by it. Um, so breakfast is like dairy heavy. That's all I remember is like tons mm-hmm. of dairy options. And then at dinner, you finally get some like meat and stuff, but like. Yeah, so you go to the McDonald's and you're not getting a cheeseburger. Like, I don't think it exists. Oh, like, you're not. Yeah. yeah, so, and I'm sorry, but I want, even though I don't really eat dairy like that, I still want cheese on my hamburger, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then, of course, what what else do I want on my hamburger? I want bacon. I don't think pork in any way um, is going to be. It's kosher. <laughs> kosher, so. Yeah. Anyway, so. yeah, I'm sorry, but Israel had my least favorite. And I, oh. they probably didn't even have milkshakes now that I think about it, because you're getting mm. a hamburger but you're not gonna have the dairy so they were just uh, just not my favorite mcdonald's interesting i see i already already kind of sort of started your your uh for you nobody steal my blog idea by the way like i don't want to i don't want (laughs) to see some of some of my friends out here starting a mcdonald's blog that was my idea well i feel like we could talk about traveling and, and moving around and just you know 
I think all of us have a real interest in culture and life and, and how people live in different ways. Food, <laughs> obviously, we could talk forever, but we'll, we'll, we'll end here. Um, and definitely, guys, weigh in. We, we had a lot of topics that, you know, we tried to weigh in on with our own opinion, but I'm sure that um, our listeners' experiences are different. So I would love, we would all love to hear your experiences on some of the things that we talked about today. So don't forget to weigh in in the comments or the DMs on our Instagram. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Merci, à la prochaine. Thank you, and see you next time.